Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Joining me today is Mike Rhodes, and we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and Google ads. I'm excited. You should be excited. We haven't had this topic uh, in a long time, and we've never had the topic of Google ads and AI. We've had a lot of AI topics. So this is unique, especially to all of you digital brand builders out there. So before we jump in, I want to turn it over to Mike and uh, have him provide a little bit of a background on himself. Thanks, Mike. Um, I am in Australia these days. I grew up in the UK. These days, I am running a digital agency. We've been going about 17 years. And I also teach a bunch of, I guess, competitor agencies. I teach a lot of other agencies, both how to do the technical side of how to do Google Ads better, but also how to build their businesses, how to build their agencies. I, I've discovered I'm a teacher at heart, so I, I love doing that. Excellent. So we're going to jump right into things. My first question is, who gives a darn about Google Ads and AI? Why should we care? Okay. Um, for many businesses, where your customers go to find out more about you is Google. Yep, a whole bunch of people go to Facebook and ask for recommendations, and a whole bunch of people go to Amazon because they're prime customers, and when they're looking to buy a product, that's the first place they head. But a ridiculously huge number of people, the first place they head is Google. And Google is, or you are who Google says you are. So if they can't find you, then you basically don't exist to them. So if you want to make more money in your business, if you want to get more leads and more sales, and you want to do that profitably, then Google Ads is a very good channel to do that. So where does the AI come into it? Well, the AI is minimizing the amount of work that you need to do as a practitioner of this stuff. So Google Ads is not like you know, the old days of Yellow Pages ad, set and forget, stick one in there every year, and then forget about it for a year. Maybe next year you make a little change. Google Ads requires ongoing optimization to really squeeze the most out of it, to make it as profitable as possible. And Google recognized that it takes a lot of work to do that, and, and some of that's kind of manual grunt work, and, and some of that's more strategic and more creative. And so they, they are trying to aid advertisers by using more automation and more AI to, to replace some of the stuff that you need to do day in, day out. Of course, they're also using AI in all of their other products to make it better for the user too. You will have seen it on in Gmail or Google Docs where it finishes your sentence for you. The results that you see on Google are as good as they are, and we know they're good because 93, 94% of the world uses Google now instead of the other search engines because it's just very, very good at giving us what we're looking for. And they're using a, a lot of AI, a lot of machine learning to power all of that but also now behind the scenes in Google Ads, a lot of AI to make the results better and to make the work, I guess, more enjoyable. Okay, so you, you don't think they're using AI to make more money themselves? Oh yeah, that's part of it. They're, they're trying to keep three groups of people happy. They always start with the users of their product. So let's focus here on people using Google as a search engine and, and seeing ads at the top of the page, be they shopping ads or search ads or over on YouTube seeing video ads. 
So they're trying to deliver the best possible result to users. Two other groups of users they're trying to keep happy, obviously their shareholders and advertisers. As advertisers, we're not going to keep spending money on a platform if it isn't delivering results. So all three of those need to be kept happy in order for the ecosystem to work. But yes, absolutely. If you look at their, their uh, earnings chart, it keeps going up and to the right. They're, they're, don't, don't, don't worry about them. They're doing okay. My biggest problem with the Google ads, and this is for Facebook ads as well, is they've done so much to limit our targeting. And I was hoping AI would make up for it, but I don't know if it, it's, it's quite there yet. What is your opinion on that? They are incredibly good, but the, the data is getting less all the time. Obviously, Apple have had this brilliant strategic move of saying we are the privacy company because they're not an ad-supported company. So they've been able to do that. And Facebook and Google are kind of hurriedly playing catch-up now, trying to say, yeah, 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 we really care about privacy too. And we just want to make sure that the ads that you get served are really good and really relevant. So they're desperately trying to balance those two things. And there's a lot of changes coming in terms of how ad, um, how the, the performance is measured, but then also how the targeting, as you say, is done. Now, they are looking at hundreds of signals in real time, um, millions and millions of combinations of those signals in order to try and serve you up the best possible ad. And I'm sure it can always be better, but I know that a lot of the ads that, that I see um, are useful and are relevant. And I'm not seeing too many ads for completely irrelevant things that would be annoying for me to, to see day in, day out. So um, it can always be better, but I think they do a, a pretty reasonable job. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I think that AI is doing an okay job of targeting. What about the actual content that you're putting out as an ad? Um, I don't see AI helping with that too much. It's still kind of a manual process using a data analyst or uh, an ad analyst. What are your thoughts on that? And is there anything on the horizon that's going to help change that? Great question. So if, if you, dear listener, can picture a pyramid, right? And there's three levels to this pyramid. So across the bottom, we've got bidding. Then in the middle, we've got targeting. And right at the top, we've got messaging. And the robots are coming up from the bottom. Um, and obviously, then the whole thing is all wrapped in, in data. And all three layers need to be optimized day in, day out, day out. So you've got five things to consider, bidding, targeting, messaging, data, and optimization. So the bidding piece, that's almost game over. The machines are very, very good at that. That's really just a massive math problem. So they are pretty much better than humans at that. So take that off the table. Next up is targeting, which we've discussed. Kind of a line ball there, kind of 50-50. The machines are getting better all the time. Uh, Google's AI is doubling in power every four months. Doesn't mean it's doubling in efficiency and, and in accuracy, but it is doubling in power every four months. It's getting better all the time, and Google have a huge amount of data to help them with that. And then, as you've rightly pointed out, messaging is the hardest thing for the machines to get right. Um, I've been saying on stage for the last few years, you know, if you're going to focus on something, then focus on creativity and strategy, persuasive copywriting. That's the stuff that machines can't do dot, dot, dot yet. But they are getting better. I don't know. You mentioned at the, at the top of the show that uh, you've talked about AI a number of times on this show in the past. So I don't know if you've uh, discussed GPT-3 much and these no. huge 
transformers that are essentially what a machine like that is doing is predicting the next word. And it's just getting very, very good at predicting the next word. So it's able to write sentences and songs and even computer code and essays. Um, it's even able to do maths um, if it's written out. So while right now, you're right, the AI is not very good at the creative side of Google Ads, be that a, a text ad showing on search or certainly not a, a video ad showing on YouTube, but they are going to help the creative people improve what they do. It's going to help them give them more ideas. It's going to you know, bring an end to writer's block probably. You wouldn't trust the machine to go write the whole thing, but you'll use it as a tool to make you a better writer, to be able to say, hey, trawl through all that data for me find what's worked best in the past, go have a look at my website, pull out some really some things that you think are really important, and now show that to me in a way that enables me to write a great ad faster, or trawl through my past YouTube videos, and maybe trawl through all the other YouTube videos that are out there in my space, and, and pull out the things that you think make it really good, surface those for me so that then I can use that in my creative process. But yeah, computers don't make good storytellers yet. Um, I'm sure we'll get to a point where they're, they're not bad, but right now that definitely is the domain of humans. Okay, good. Well, I mean, from what uh, we've done on this, uh, on, on the AI series, all season one was, was uh, all artificial intelligence. And we really kind of broke it down into what is reasonable now. And one of the stories that we came out with, and we had a guest on this, was AI starting to write articles, you know, based on some keywords or, or looking at something and, and turning it into an article. But apparently, we haven't got to the ad point yet. Is that correct? Well, there are many tools out there, many of them now being based on GPT-3, that are trying to solve that problem. Um, the way ads are changing, sorry, the way ads are written is changing too. So if you think about the old days, by old days, I mean two, three years ago, you had this one big ad, let's call it 300 characters. So I kind of liken that to Netflix, right? Netflix, you go on there, you watch one big show, it might be a TV show, might be a movie. Netflix don't get many signals from you on a regular basis. Now compare that to something like TikTok, which is getting a signal from you every 20 seconds or so, or so because you've got hashtags, you've got music, you've got titles, you've got who you're following, who you're liking. And that's where Google are moving with their responsive ads. So this type of ad is uh, composed of a number of little elements that the machine is then mixing and matching in real time. The idea of the best ad has gone. What's the best ad for that person in that moment, which combination of these elements that you've handed to me should I show to that person? And it's able to get better faster because it has this signal density. It's got more things to play with and it's getting more data from the users about what works and what doesn't. So it can improve quickly. And you know, everybody that's used TikTok says, oh my God, you know, it's, it, it just knows what I want to watch. And it's because of the ability to improve so much faster. So Google have, I believe, moved in that direction very, very purposefully to create ads in a new way so that the machines have a stronger advantage going forward. Now, you still need a great persuasive copywriter to write those elements to get the best out of this. But you know, a headline's 30 characters. 
a description is 90 characters. You're not writing War and Peace in there. You haven't got room to be amazing and a pretty good copywriter isn't going to be too far off the results of a really truly amazing copywriter. It's not like, say, a landing page or, or a sales page where a really good copywriter can make a huge difference in the flow of that document and, and how they sell. You haven't got much room. There, there aren't too many different things that you can squeeze into 30 characters and still be relevant to the person searching. So the machines are still behind, but they are starting to catch up. Okay, so that's all good to know. If you're a marketer listening to this or somebody that does Google Ads, how should they be leveraging AI or thinking about AI in the future so that they can maximize the potential out of their Google Ads? Well, let's revisit our pyramid here, right? So on the bidding side, pretty much let the machine do it. Most of the time it's going to win. On the targeting side, get ideas from the machine, but make sure you're still in the loop. On the messaging side, let's hand that one to the humans. The real differentiating part here is the data, right? We know that artificial intelligence, that machine learning is only as good as the data that you feed it. So what data are you feeding into the machine? What first party data do you have? What email lists do you have? How are you segmenting that? Are you updating the machine on a regular basis? Is the code on your site correct? What actions do you want people to take on the site? So in other words, where are you pointing the machine and saying, hey, this is really, really important to me. Let's optimize for this. I don't think many businesses think deeply enough about what they actually want their website to do. And then also, what's the goal that you're giving the machine? So if I return to bidding for a moment, there are basically two models, but we'll try and keep it simple. And, and in terms of Many businesses are some sort of lead generation business, you know, some sort of service business. The job of the website is to generate leads. And the goal that you're going to give Google is to give it a target cost per lead. Maybe it's 50 bucks, maybe it's 200 bucks. Whatever it is, you're saying to the machine, hey, go get me leads at roughly this price. It's never going to be perfect, but it's getting pretty good. What a lot of people will say to us when they come to us and say, well, right now we're getting leads for 150 bucks, but we'd love that to be lower. We'd love to be able to get leads for $30. And often that's actually the wrong thing to optimize for. Because if you are profitable at 150 bucks, if we could get you two times the volume at 180 bucks, maybe that's more profitable for you. We want to optimize clients' profit. We don't want to necessarily get the cheapest possible leads. Now, Google doesn't want you to think about optimizing for profit. They want you to focus on averages and look at that average cost per lead. Because if you spend 10 grand more next month, your average cost per lead only goes up a little bit. But the incremental cost per lead has maybe shot up to way, way, way more than you were willing to pay. So. That is where you have a huge advantage as a smart marketer is to figure out where am I pointing the machine? What am I asking it to do for me? Well, that's uh, great advice. I, uh, I, I think we covered most of what we wanted to talk about. Was there anything that we didn't cover that you think we should have covered in regards to Google Ads and AI? 
No, I don't, I don't think so. I think maybe other than just maybe a bit of mindset, you know, going into this with an experimental mindset, knowing that you're going to be wrong often. If you're not being wrong, then you're not pushing the boundaries enough, um, making sure those goals are realistic, but at the same time that you're testing them and you're testing your assumptions. And the, the last part of mindset, I would say, is treating this as an investment, not a cost. And I know that probably sounds very self-serving of me as an agency, but it should be an investment. You are investing in, you know, essentially buying new customers, but looking at the return on that investment. And again, tying it back to profit, not just cost per lead. What does this end up doing for me? So having those three mindsets going in will probably make this a much more enjoyable and profitable experience for you. Excellent. All right. Good. Well, you had brought up something uh, in a, a, a questionnaire that you'd filled out prior to the show. And uh, I wanted to bring this up. It's another AI solution called Descript. I use otterday.ai. I don't know if you've used otterday, uh, otter.ai. What, uh, why do you like Descript better? So I haven't used Otter for a year or two since I discovered Descript. When I used Otter, it just did transcriptions and, and they were very, very good transcriptions and free. Everybody loves free. Descript is incredibly powerful and it not just takes the transcript, let's say of your uh, Loom video or your Zoom call, but it then allows you to edit that video just as simply as you would edit a Word document. So you can literally highlight a paragraph of text and remove that from the video and that cuts that piece of video out and splices the other two bits of video back together. We had um, a whole bunch of members from my training group give us testimonials recently, and it was so, so easy for my marketing manager to be able to go through the transcripts of those videos, find that awesome line, highlight that line and cut and paste that into a new document. And what that did was cut and paste that little snippet of video across into the new video document. And it's obviously it's not perfect doing that, but it's a great rough cut, a great first draft of that sort of showcase testimonial reel that then we send off to a video editor just to be you know tweaked and tidied up. But it made that initial rough cut so, so much faster than, than scrubbing through, you know, that, that little wiggly line that you get across the bottom of iMovie or something like that, where you're, you're scrubbing through, listening to it, no, no, a bit earlier, a bit later. Being able to edit video the way you edit a Word document, I just absolutely love. And there are loads more advanced editing features in there that I that I don't use and I probably should, or, or our marketing team probably should. But I just find it a, a ridiculously easy tool to use that, that makes us better and, and speeds up the work that we do. Excellent. All right. So if you like what Mike's talked about today and you want to learn more, you could order his sixth edition of the Ultimate Guide to Google Ads. And how, Michael, can people get a hold of you? Mate, um, send me an email. It's the easiest way. Mike at websavvy.com.au because we're down here in Australia. Um, or visit websavvy.com.au if you would like a second pair of eyes over your Google Ads account. Or agencysavvy.com if you would like some, some training and some help in doing this stuff better. Excellent. Thank you so much, Mike, for being on the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, I learned a lot about Google and AI and and what its capabilities are and where it's headed. So, uh, and I know the audience has as well. So thanks again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on.